Hello. As you can see, I'm an emoji. The Emoji Movie. Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse, the podcast all about animated movies not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today I've got a special episode for you. You see, up to this point, I've mostly done 2D animated movies, or just entirely done a 2D animated movies, actually. But, you know, whatever. Point is that today I'm doing a 3D animated feature. Now, what have I saved for this special moment? The Emoji Movie. Fuck. Well, okay, it's not that bad. To be honest, the hate this movie gets is overblown. Like, really overblown. I mean, sure, it's a bad movie. It was one of my worst of 2017 movies. But that's mostly because... I gotta be honest, I don't watch enough movies to do a really good ranking of that. Like, yeah, sure, on any year, I'll watch, let's say, around 50 movies of said year. Which, yeah, that sounds like a lot. But then you have to consider that there are more than hundreds of movies that are out within any given year. So, realistically speaking, yeah... I don't know if that's really a fair number to go by because I could have easily seen some other movies that I knew were bad or stuff that I never even heard of that could have been even worse than the Emoji movie. But realistically, yeah, it's not an awful movie. It's a bad one. It's boring. It's predictable. And whether it's the first time I saw it or this time, I left not really caring much about it. But worst of all time... Enough to say that Sony Animation is one of the worst animation studios around. I- I'm sorry, guys. I-, I I can't go that far. I don't know why some people did go that far. It really feels like people hated this just because of the material that it was working with rather than the actual quality of the movie, which is what I don't want to do when it comes to the movies. I don't want to just judge something based on, oh, it's about this and I don't like this. So that makes it one of the worst things ever made. Like, no, no, I want to be fair to it. I want to see where it's coming from, what it's trying to do, and see whether or not it works on those terms. So, what is the Emoji Movie about? When it comes down to it, the Emoji Movie is pretty much Toy Story, Wreck-It Ralph. You know, one of those kinds of movies. In this case, it takes place inside a Team Boy's phone, which is filled with a bunch of different apps, whether it's games, malware, uh, protection, or as our main character um, hails from, the texting um, app. Whatever. I mean, it's dumb, but okay, I I see what you're trying to do. I I see what you're essentially doing. Our main character, Gene, is the meh emoji. Meh. But unlike all the other emojis, he has so many different emotions on him. Which is weird because all the emojis have one emotion. I guess unless you're one of the ones that aren't based on emotion. Which feels weird, honestly. Because, you know, they focus so much on like, oh, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. But then it comes down to like, okay, but there's an elephant emoji. There's a poop emoji. There's an air emoji. So those wouldn't have to fall under any specific emotion. So it just feels like he got the short end of the stick. And they never really addressed that in the movie. Weirder still, it doesn't acknowledge that certain emojis mean um, different things depending on how you use it. Like even a meh emoji could have so much meaning if used right. Whether it's just a regular meh or disappointment or it could even be, you know, someone being upset. So... To say like, oh, you can only have one emotion just feels weird, but we'll get into why that probably happened in a bit. Anyways, continuing on with the story. 
because Gene has so many different emotions, it leads to him screwing up his job one day on the phone, res- resulting in Smiler, the, the film's villain, which is a smiling emoji, deciding, okay, we're just going to delete him before he ruins anything else and before it results in the the loss of the phone world, I guess. Because, of, of course, similar to, like, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, if you pull the plug, or in this case, um, reset the phone, lives are lost. It's a complete reboot, so it'll be damaging to the phone world, I guess. Obviously, Gene doesn't want to get erased. He wants to be fixed, so he decides, okay, I'm going to go find someone to fix me. Meets up with another character called High Five, who is the High Five emoji. Roll with it. And then they encounter a hacker emoji who promises that she can fix him. She can turn him into the actual man that he wants to be. Now along the way, the spider emoji doesn't really care. She wants to send other, um, like the malware, to the to um, destroy Gene. Well, well, Gene's parents, who are both also May emojis, go off on their own adventure to find Gene and get him back home. Convince him that he's fine. They like him the way he is. You know, you know the typical rap that you get when it comes to animated movies, which is what this is. It's really just your typical run-of-the-mill animation um, story. It's nothing really special. It's just, here, here's a coding with emojis on it, but realistically, same movie as you've ever seen. I mean, sure, it's got moments of satire against the phones, the websites, the apps, all that stuff, but realistically, it's all basic surface-level stuff, so... It, a lot of it falls flat, or the jokes fall flat, it's puns. It's typical kids movie stuff, guys. I, I don't understand why this was as hated as it was, because realistically, I've seen worse movies, animated or live action. It's it's really not one of the worst things ever made. It's just mediocre. That's all it really is. You'll hear me like a broken record talking about how me- mediocre it is, because realistically, I did not expect that happening. Whatever, I'll, I'll leave it be there. Yeah. But yeah, you'll hear, hear me like a broken record, repeating the same thing. It's not as bad as it is, as people say it is. It's bad, but not that bad. And that's really because, I don't know, I, I, I feel like I should defend this movie a little bit. Just because, one, I really do like Sony Animation. And that, that was even before Spider-Verse. I know a lot of people are now like, oh yeah, Spider-Verse is great. And, you know, so their recent movie's been great. So Sony Animation's redeemed themselves. I was like, look, guys, they made Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. They were good before um, the Emoji movie, and they were good afterwards. You guys really gotta stop just looking at this one movie and comparing the whole studio to it. But whatever let's 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 move on honestly it it just feels like negativity is a lot easier to sell for some of these people but again whatever personally i think the live action smurfs movies are worse from sony animation but okay fine this is the razzie winner this is the one that everyone hates so much this is the worst animated movie ever made honestly that this thing has garnered that reputation is a real sign that people will complain about anything anything if it's based on something that they don't like or find to, let's say, trendy, more for the, the younger crowd, not really aimed at them or their older sensibilities. It feels like that kind of stuff always gets pushed around, treated like dirt, and never acknowledged, treated with any kind of respect until it's become old enough to be treated with respect, which is sad, really. I prefer the idea of whether it's stuff that I grew up with or stuff that kids are growing up with to take it on a level of understanding like okay this is what what's going on with it this is what's being done is it done well for what it is obviously i'm not too popular in that camp but whatever i'm not gonna change that anytime soon i mean yeah i know some people are gonna be like oh but we've praised kids movies before we've praised stuff that is 
for younger viewers. Like, yeah, but how many times are those stuff actually made entirely with those kids in mind? Like, and like, not not to say that like, oh, it can't be made for adults in mind either. But think about it. Something like the Lego Movie, yeah, it's made for kids. But a lot of the stuff in there, like the Batman stuff, pretty much any of the media stuff, is stuff that was around when I was a kid, when other people older than me were kids. So when you think about it, a lot of it is focusing on nostalgia from older viewers. That's what I'm trying to get at. If it's stuff that is focused on things that older viewers might relate to, they'll give it a pass, regardless of quality, regardless of it being good or, or bad. But once it's something that, like say this, where texting and emojis and apps are kind of a newish thing, of course it's been around long enough to be old, I mean at least now, even by that time it was still kind of old, but now, you know, by, by that point it was like, okay, we're barely getting settled to it, most of the people who have a lot of experience with it are gonna be younger, it gets kicked around and that's kind of lame? I, I I don't know, it, really repeating myself a lot here, but I just feel like, why? You know, why hate on this movie so bad just because it's focusing on something that you're not too familiar with? At the very least, try to learn about it, try to see if it teaches you something about it, and realistically, this movie is not teaching you anything good about it, nor is it teaching you anything bad, so it's just there. So I get why it's not good, but I also don't understand anything that would necessarily rank it as a bad movie. Well that bad and of course you got some people saying like oh well you know the reason why you don't focus on this is because it'll badly date the movie and even sony thought that i'll get into it in a bit but the funny thing is four years after this movie came out four years after watching this movie on the big screen not an experience i really enjoyed if i'm honest but hey whatever this movie feels no different than it was back then in terms of a lot of the stuff they're doing a lot of the stuff they're saying still said today i mean yeah it's kind of annoying sometimes when they say like lol nbd or whatever but i'm like people are actually saying that and yeah maybe some of the phrases have changed a little bit but not to a point that it's gonna completely um make the movie alien to newer viewers it's not a badly dated movie it's what it is right now which yeah um maybe people should should um stop saying that everything will date a movie badly like i understand when it's specific memes especially stuff that has no lasting power like i remember the album and the chipmunks um one of the sequels did like the whole double rainbow and it's like okay but double rainbow is an old meme and it's not one that was ever really that popular why use it of course that's gonna feel alien to a lot of people who have never heard of it but then you got something like the rick roll which doesn't appear in this movie, but it did appear in Wreck and Ralph um, 2, which was compared more favorably than this, which, fine, you know, that was a better movie. But it's pulling from the same subject, if you think about it. That movie referenced the whole uh, Rickroll. Some people said it would date the movie, but I'm like, a Rickroll is a really old meme at this point, and it's an iconic one. That's why that works. Double Rainbow doesn't, because it's not an iconic one. It's like, if I were to reference the Road Rovers in a Paw Patrol review, the Road Rovers is not a very well-known show. I know some people might get a kick out of it who know who what that uh, know what that is but realistically not a known show now if i mention well even pound puppies is kind of pushing it but i, I don't know maybe I, i'll say care bears as a comparison to to paw, a paw patrol people will at least be like oh yeah you know the care bears there have been multiple versions of that and throughout the decades they're still selling toys so that would at least get more that's what you're pretty much looking at here and honestly the amount of references to memes and stuff like that. Nothing that really badly dates the movie, I've noticed, which is, I mean, it's a small plus for it. I'll say that much. It's not something that I would necessarily praise all that often, but at the very least, pat on the head, 
it's not going to be badly dated, as some people assumed. For the most part, it's all competently done. What it comes down to it is that they at least had some idea of what to do, what not to do. It's not done very well, but it is competently made. There's a whole section where they go into like YouTube and it's like, okay, it's a bunch of random videos, but nothing that would be like, okay, that's only going to make sense at that point of time. It's still, it was weird then, it's weird now, so whatever they go into like just dance uh candy crushers are still games that are around uh even if C candy crushers lost some of its um, relevancy it's still well known enough and the game is basic enough so that even if you don't know what candy crush is you're not gonna get lost that much i mean you'll be annoyed that it's kind of promoting it to you and i'll get into that a little later when it comes to promotions but it's not doing anything that's that's never been done before it's just a regular type of bad really like more than anything watching it this time I just feel sorry for the movie. Because see, here's the thing. One of the things I didn't really know about when the movie came out is just how fucked it was from the very beginning. The way this thing started was that um, you had the director of the movie, Tony Leandes, who previously came from DreamWorks Animation. He was working on a, an, an animated movie called Boo. Think of it like Ghostbusters. I mean, realistically, it's more like R.I.P.D., but no one remembers R.I.P.D. Not even Ryan Reynolds does, probably. Evil Ghost. Good ghosts have to stop the evil ghost. Whatever. It's got its own history and it's kind of messed up what exactly happened to that movie because uh, that was canceled pretty late into production. You see, they already had um, had started promoting some some products for it in some places. I think like in conventions or something. I I'm not too sure, but I know that there was already like, okay, here's going to be the, the color books. Here's going to be the sticker books. That kind of stuff was showing up online to show like, okay, this is what you're going to be seeing in the coming months. But it was canceled by DreamWorks. There's a whole story behind that, but it, what it comes down to is that uh, How to Train Your Dragon didn't do so well, the second one specifically. And I guess they were kind of fearful that, okay, look, if we make a movie about a dead father, it might damage the sales of this movie. Because apparently, killing off the father and the, the second How to Train Your Dragon, spoilers, was what led it to not be as successful. Even though it opened against a comedy that that was uh, very anticipated but sure whatever it's the, the dead father's fault so anyways he got kicked out of that it's pretty much the whole oh he's down on his dumps he's sad whatever but he's you know still confident on making something else so he decides okay i want to make my own toy story i want to make a toy story of this generation which okay you know that's fair I, I i get you know i respect that he was you know wanting to do something big he was he was swinging big he was trying to do something special the result of which was him realizing as he got texts like hey look a lot of kids are using emojis and their phones and the phones have apps so in a way that's kind of like the modern toy i wouldn't really agree, but I, I can kind of see where he's coming from on that front. That results in him saying, okay, that's going to be my movie. The Emoji Movie. And look, as bad as it ended up being, there's a tale of hope right there. I mean, it's a tale of a man who was down on his luck, trying to do something good, and he was still working hard on it. I don't know Tony Leandes. I don't know if he's a nice guy. I don't know if he's a, if he's a bad guy. I, I, I really don't know. I've never met him. But looking at that story, just... From the standpoint that we have, the result is kind of tragic. To see that the movie ended up being bad, it's sad. And part of the reason why it ended up being bad is that when Sony bought the rights to do the movie, they quickly rushed it into production. Because this was like around 2015, the movie came out at 2017. So you already know right there, 2015 to 2017, two years. 
that is not the standard time for a lot of animated movies, especially something fresh. I mean, I know that you'll have some animated sequels that come out within three years after their pre predecessor, but you gotta consider that with those, since they already laid the groundwork in the first movie, and they could easily reuse models. Not that they always do, I'm not too sure on that. Point is that there is easy enough work to figure out for one movie to the next. But this is an original movie, an original idea, on something with a very limited concept. That's a problem. And of course, within two years' runtime, it became a very cynical project. Because at, at first, it's like, okay, so he's trying to honor modern tech. It is something cute. It is something nice. I can appreciate that he wants to look at something kids are doing right now and saying, hey, this is normal. This is fine. Let's say that it is normal and fine. It's great. I respect that, you know, no problem with it. And, you know, in the movie, by by the end, it's not really saying anything negative about using the phone. It's not telling kids, hey, you know, get off your phone or whatever. But at the same time, it's also making jokes about how kids will accidentally bump into each other, hit each other, or do stupid shit with their phones. So, yeah, it's cynical on that route because it's kind of going, you know, it's having its cake and eating it too. It's making fun of the phone generation while not saying anything that's specifically bad or good about it. It just doing the bare minimum on both sides. But I can't blame it on that when you consider that, yes, at a two-year time, there was not way, much way that they could have explored this idea to the furthest extent. I mean, this is something that has very little to work with. There's no actual story with phones. Uh, you have to create a whole world and how it works. Because again, this is a phone world, so it's not going to be like, oh, well, you know, just our world, but there. You have to actually come up with ideas. And that is where a lot of the movie falters, because you have stuff where it's like, okay, this is specifically phone-specific. Like, uh, these emojis work in, an, um, in the lower area where they get scanned to be turned into the phone's messages. But then it's like, okay, but you have emojis that are parents how does that work um emojis that lead lives when they're not being used which is weird because you know oftentimes people will randomly text throughout the day so that they just pop back in the office or how does that work it, it just is not never done fully enough to really understand what exactly he's doing it's just taking the ideas of other movies like okay well in toy story the toys are only ever at work whenever the kids are at home and awake other than that they're just messing around uh in wreck it ralph it's a similar idea like the only times that the uh, arcade characters are at work is when the arcade is open once it's closed they go do random stuff it's trying to approach it that way but phones can't be approached that way and it creates a whole narrative issue so one has to wonder if given the extra time maybe they would have figured something out on that maybe it still would have been as lazy but I can't really say and that's the problem with it being rushed it was just fast-tracked it was very rushed all because Sony thought that much like a lot of the people who hated this movie that it would be badly dated only difference is that they could make money off of it so of course they were like okay let's rush it out there make money off of it whatever happens we'll be richer that's not how you make movies i understand sometimes there are cynical movies that are good like transformers the the, the movie which i've talked about before on here i'll probably find some way to always bring up transformers the movie but there was still a story to that this is something where it's like there is no world they had to create it from scratch and you're rushing it out with no idea and you're flat out telling everyone look this is a dumb idea but it's a dumb a dumb enough idea to get kids interested because they're gonna be like oh it's my phone or whatever and rush out to watch it which is not how you do movies it's a very clear fuck you which on that front that is the worst thing that this movie does but at the same time that's coming from the studio not so much the movie so i have a hard time feeling that upset about the movie 
I'm more more than anything, I'm just sad about it. I mean, look, I find the idea cringy. I'm not going to say that I ever thought that a movie about emojis had a lot of potential. But given how the movie turned out, I can see where it could have been a decent movie. I can see where Tony Leandes, if not screwed over, might have been able to deliver something that was actually not Toy Story level, but at the very least honoring kids and what they do, which would have been a sweet thing. I'm not I'm not against that idea. It's not bad. Because like I said before, it doesn't feel really all that dated. A lot of it is still relevant to how we talk and how we speak and how we act. And sure it's a bad movie and some lines are annoying, but realistically, a lot of kids do talk like that, so I can't say that it's entirely wrong for what it was doing. Look, with a topic this limiting, it's hard to imagine anyone being able to pull it off within two years. But that doesn't mean that it couldn't have been possible if they had given it the extra time and care that was necessary for a project like this. It could have been something special. I mean, Ralph Breaks the Internet, which is a, a better movie. It's not great. It's not as good as the first movie, but it is coming from a similar place as this movie is with the online stuff it is a better movie. And that's mostly because unlike Sony, Disney did give that movie enough time to at least work through some stuff. I imagine that it, it not being as good was probably a, a result of the studio going through some changes at the time, but that's a whole other story. Point is that you can see, like, okay, they actually took the time and effort to see the whole internet aspect and they created their own world based on the internet that makes more sense than this one, but only so much, really. I could see that being done with this movie if given the proper time and care. But look, I've talked enough about it being not as bad as people say it is. I've talked enough about that. Let's talk about the movie itself. The quality, what I think about it, how it holds up. And first, let's get this out of the way, the animation. This is technically well animated. It, it does look good. Uh, the colors pop. The designs are fine. For the most part, everything is designed well. But it's a prime example of what I was trying to get at with my Palm Poco episode. Which is that even though an animated movie is well animated and you can see the standards of that studio that has normally great animation on that movie it's also not doing anything impressive with it the worlds are pretty much generic they're pretty much the first thing that comes to mind when you think of okay this is facebook world this is youtube world this is computer world it's just pixels and stuff like that nothing really too special nothing that would really stand out like even the main world uh, main area of the movie the textopolis is just like okay well it's kind of like a blocky computer city okay sure don't care that's what a lot of this movie is I, I i don't know i feel like that's another aspect that could have been better if this was given more time because there are some interesting ideas at times for the most part the world that gets the most well animated i think is spotify because they go through spotify at one point and it's like all the sound waves are done like as if they're supposed to be an ocean they're going through a river you see a whale for some reason that's kind of weird but it, it is like a nice idea like okay you know I, I i like this idea of this kind of ocean like spotify i wish they would have played around with it a little bit more especially because you hear like the music playing as they're going through it so i'm like you know if they're going through it wouldn't that affect the music some way like i don't know it feels like they could have done more with that idea but that is a nice idea and that's something that i wish they could have worked on more that's how a lot of this is it's like i think the character designs boring as they are it's like well it's emojis there's not much you can really do with them now maybe if this was given more more time and care it could have been better but for what it is it's just it's fine it's generic it's the exact things that you would expect for the emojis um they do try to give some personality to like the main emojis the face emojis the ones that, that are doing the emotions but 
it's all just nothing special, nothing that I would say like, oh yeah, that's a great design from that studio. But it's also, like I said, not a badly animated movie, which is weird when I see people say like, oh yeah, it's a bad animated movie in terms of the animation itself. It's like, nah, man, the animation is great. It's just great in terms of that's how the studio would normally do this stuff. It's not great in terms of this is standout, this is memorable, this is whatever, which... Some people might mean that, but I, I see a lot of them who are like, oh yeah, more of a generic, like, no, it's just a bad animated movie in terms of badly animated. I, I can't really say that. It's fine for what it's doing, but it's nothing special. It's nothing great. So that's where it's bad for me. Like, honestly, as someone who's a fan of animation and who feels sympathetic to the artist for not being able to do much, I, I just feel disappointed that they couldn't go further with it. Moving over to voice work, I would say that's probably where the movie works best. Because there's a lot of talent in the voices here. I, I know a lot of people have these issues when it comes to like big name actors being in animated movies. I've mostly gotten past that. I'm like, look, as long as they work with the characters they're given with and they can actually deliver a fine vo voice uh, performance, I'll be fine with it. Uh, of course, I would prefer more more uh, voice actors to be in animated movies, but I get that's not going to be the reality of how these things are made. I mean, even with some, some of the oldest animated movies, they would still try to find a, a big name actor. Not as common as they do now, but they would still try to find someone and say, like, hey, look, we got this guy. Like, oh, look, we got Basil Rathbone for Mr. Toad and uh, Ichabod. It was that kind of stuff. I mean, granted... Like I said, it's not a, to the extent that they are today, but it's always been around and it's just gotten, um, I don't want to say necessarily worse, but it's gotten much more involved with things like that. I don't necessarily hate it, but I also don't really support it. I'm just more or less like, eh, well, you know what? I get that's the reality of it now. Let me just judge it based on their performance rather than complain about something that I can't control. But yeah, I mean, this is a very well done voice cast. I would say Maya Rudolph is probably the MVP of this movie. To an extent, uh, actually there's two that definitely beat her out of the water in this movie, but let's start with Maya Rudolph is my point. She's great as the villain of the movie. Uh, granted, it's not a very gr uh, good villain. It's not a very interesting villain, but you can see the, the effort she's putting in and the fact that she's trying to make this character into kind of like the ultimate Karen. So I'm like, okay, you know, I, I kind of like that idea. I wish that it would have been done in a better movie, but it's done in this movie, so okay, fine. Maybe someday Maya Rudolph will play the ultimate Karen in some other animated movie and it'll be much better but just saying she's had her work practiced here and it's a solid enough voice performance uh you have TJ Miller who I know is an awful person in real life but I'm judging him for his performance here and yeah he's fine I mean if you've listened to TJ Miller in other animated movies or shows you know what you're getting and that's kind of what you're getting here um they try to make him a little bit more emotional than uh, T.J. Miller roles normally would be, but eh, I mean, you know, it, it's fine for what it is. It's just nothing that would be awful on his merit. James Corden and Anna Ferris as the friends are fine. They're not really doing anything special, but you'll be fine with what they do. You will be annoyed, of course, by the jokes that James Corden throws out, but that's less on his performance and more on the writing, so not much I can really argue on that front. But the real MVPs of the movie, the ones that uh, that I was thinking of when I mentioned uh, Maya Rudolph, are Stephen Wright and Jennifer Coolidge as Gene's parents. It's not laugh out loud performances, but I love how dedicated they are to doing like this deadpan uh, performance just to showcase that they're meh emojis. They're just walking around constantly like saying stuff that is supposed to be emotional, but they're like, oh, you know, that was, that made me happy. So it's kind of cute. I mean, it's not great, but at times it does feel like they're almost parodying Pixar or just other more emotional products with their performance. 
And yeah, it's kind of charming in its own way. Again, nothing laugh out loud. But I did end up smiling a few times. I was kind of like, I kind of would want to see shorts just on these characters reenacting emotional scenes. And that's kind of what this would be best as because as is in the movie, it's just like, well, okay, so they're sad about losing their son. And at times it's it feels almost like an unintentional comedy because the movie is trying to make jokes their way, but the thing that makes it funny is just the way I'm seeing it, if that makes sense. So that's kind of where the parents are at. For the most part, definitely amused by their stuff. I just feel like the two really work as basically being the movie's Eeyore, but as a couple. And before I move on from the acting stuff, I just want to add in one of the few things that I'm very thankful for this movie existing is the poop emoji. Not a great character. Patrick Stewart is just Patrick Stewart. It's not a funny performance. None of it is really funny. But the backstory on that is great. See, the thing is that Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame was originally approached to be the poop emoji. What had happened, though, was that once he got word that he was being given this role, he was just like, is that really where my career is going? I'm going to be poop? I'm going to be a piece of shit? So it resulted in him pretty much deciding, you know what? I got to do something different. I got to change. So he ended up doing Get Out. Obviously, there's more details into that. It's not like it's just one clear direction to it. But the idea that this role was so bad in his mind that he decided to completely switch his career around is just amazing. And I love, love the movies he's made since. So yeah, I at least appreciate it on that level. But that's what I wanted to talk about for the actors. Now, overall, the movie, to say it's good, lie. To say it's average, lie. Mediocre, that feels about right. It's a bad movie. I was bored the first time I saw it. I was bored this time I saw it. The only real difference was that this time I felt kind of sad for it just because I was like, you know, there was potential to make this a good movie. And in both instances, I did feel almost like defending this movie just because I was like, look, a lot of people are hating it so bad and it's not even that bad. It's fine. It's, I mean, it's not fine, but it's not anything too crazy. I'm repeating myself again but look it's got competent animation it's got competent voice work the writing is dumb that 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 is dumb the story bad but i gotta give it credit at least it is a story because there's a lot of bad movies even bad animated movies where there's no real story like at least this movie is like okay a is gonna go into b and b is gonna go into c and that's gonna go all the way you know to the very end it's you know having moment to moment leading into each other and while some i don't want to say drags on because it's this is an 80 minute movie it's not a very long movie but there are while some scenes could have been shorter like the candy crush bed for the most part it never goes too far that i'm like okay this is just dragging on right now like there is always clear progression to what's going on and understanding it's not lagging itself like i remember at the time i saw this i compared it to secret life of pets which i believe is a much worse movie honestly maybe uh, on a rewatch i'll enjoy it more I know people are, are more fond of that movie, but I was like, I gotta be honest, a lot of this movie is just repeating itself. You'll have this plot about the animals trying to get back home, other animals trying to find those animals, and it's just like scene to scene. It's like, okay, how's the story progressing this way? Oh, it hasn't? Why are we doing this? Oh, we just had another character? Why are we doing this? It's not adding to the story. It's not changing anything. This movie is not that. At the very least, the Emoji movie, with each scene, it's like, okay, they're at least adding character you know, stuff. Even if it's not interesting character aspect stuff, but it's at least there. And you can at least see a progression of the story and how it slowly builds up to where it ends. Bad as it is, it is actually progressing in a way that 
a normal movie would. So I can at least appreciate it on that level. Not every movie does that. Look, even on the second viewing, it's still boring and I kind of hate that I have to be the guy to defend it because realistically, I don't even like this movie. I just, you know, I just feel sorry for it and that so many people get that up in arms with it is beyond me. For the most part, much like the main character, I'm just like, meh. I know some people will complain about the products and the tie-ins and all that stuff, but I'm like, look, there's been a lot of movies with with commercials in it. Man of Steel had commercials in it. Uh, a lot of, even movies I've liked have commercials in it. The Lego movie is one giant fucking commercial. Record Ralph is a commercial to video games. Toy Story, commercial to fucking toys. I don't care about that aspect of the movie and I don't care how people try to act on it. They're like, oh, you know, it's, you know, doing the worst thing possible. It's like, it's no no different than any other fucking movie that's, that has done this. I mean, I know that the movie, you know, essentially stops to promote Candy Crush or Just Dance. But in both cases, like, okay, well, at least we're learning something about the characters in these scenes. Uh, it's an obstacle, and clearly with this movie being set on the phone, obviously there's going to be some obstacles with certain apps, so... Yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't care. It's just that it's not a very well-written scene, which, if you're arguing that, fine, but if you're acting like just the idea of it is a moral wrong, I'm like, guys, you gotta, you gotta get out more. Look, the Emoji movie is bad. Sony Animation's worst, uh, like I said earlier, I feel like the Smurfs movies were probably worse than this, specifically the live action ones. The animated one was okay, but you know, that's fair to argue. I'm not gonna argue too much whether this or Smurfs is, is worse. I'm just saying that that's where I kind of stand on this. It's just mostly forgettable and I've seen worse movies, so don't care. Targeting new trends and tech for the story is not that bad of a thing, guys. We gotta stop. We gotta stop judging things just because it's not based on our own childhoods or stuff that we grew up with or that are older uh, older than us. Just because something is recent doesn't mean it's gonna badly date a movie, nor does it mean that it's the evil of cinema. It's just stuff. And, yeah, that's... I mean, that's not fine, but as a thing to get up in arms about... I, I can't, guys. We've seen movies from similar backgrounds that did work out, like the Lego movie, that's the prime example, which is probably what led to this. So it's clear that, yeah, maybe with enough time and care, this could have been something special. This could have been a, a new classic, or at the very least, just a fun little movie. So to act like this is specifically a problem because of what it is, I, I just can't agree with it, and I, I don't really care. It's dumb. The Emoji movie is best viewed as a cautionary tale. This is why you don't rush animated movies out or rush anything out really when there's so much that you need to work out, especially if it's something like this where it's a very limited concept. And if you don't believe that it'll work, you don't do it just because you're gonna make money. That was Sony's biggest flaw there is that they really shouldn't have invested in this if they didn't even believe that it could be a good story. Tony Leandis, Look, he wanted to do something special with this. Regardless of how it turned out, I feel for him. I don't really feel mad at him. But years later, I gotta be honest, it feels nice that Sony is finally being um, recognized for the, the talent that they do have, which they have a lot of talent. So I'm glad on that front. I'm glad that this movie is pretty much just getting pushed further and further down to people just kind of forgetting about it. But anytime people bring it up as one of the worst things ever, which, you know, does come up often when it comes to worst animation lists, find something else. It's, it's really not worth it. And yeah, after so much talking about it, I honestly thought this was going to be a shorter one, but after so much talking about it, this is it. This has been Octaviano Macias for I Can't Believe It's Not The Mouse. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed this, I do have a Patreon account. www. 
patreon.com slash sidecams. That's S-A-I-C-A-M-S. www.patreon.com slash sidecams. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so tired of just talking about this movie, so thank you. What do we do after we go potty? Should we wash our hands? <laughs> <laughs> We're number two.